0: Welcome to DiscoCulia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips, and tricks about DiscoCulia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for DiscoCulia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Do math apps really work? Parental involvement in math. An IEP with the student the central point help your child counting, and shake a stick at times tables. This is our podcast for week 24 in 2022. And welcome, Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services, to help us get through the links for this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder.
1: Well, so happy to be here,
0: yeah, we have wonderful uh, wonderful links, a very intriguing, shaking a stick at the uh, Timesdale. <laughs> we want to know all about that. But let's start at the beginning here. The first one is about all those math apps that you can find and all the app stores
1: for your iPod, your tablets, your phone. Do they really work? Well, uh, this is a really extensive overview where they have looked at a number of uh, sources uh, research articles and uh, were very um, stringent in finding only those research uh, papers with a good methodology and eventually they landed up with uh, 33 good articles and of those uh, around two-thirds um, showed that they had a positive effect on the math development. Is of that
0: 32 day. articles or 32 apps?
1: A 32 uh, articles describing apps.
0: Oh, describing apps. Okay. Oh, wow.
1: And two-thirds, uh, like I said, were um, clearly showing a positive effect of using that app. Now, uh, like uh, they also said, there are so many apps that it's really uh, a mere avoir to say Um, And as usual, uh, there are a lot that are so-so, but there are also some really great ones. So, and it is obviously a mix. There is edutainment. Is this uh, more um, uh, um, an educational uh, emphasis, or is the emphasis really more on the game and the, the graphics, etc.? So think about the difference between two very well-known games that I think uh, since you were listening to a Discalculia podcast, you must be familiar with, like the IXL um, Math Programme Online and Prodigy, which is really more into uh, the game and um, uh, graphics uh, part of it. So very different approaches. Well... Um, here they have also done an attempt to find out exactly what design of apps makes it a, a very effective app. Also, they saw that some of the often used apps of the most um, um, yeah, most often used are not always the best. So let me let me quote here, okay? Overall, the results demonstrate that many of the commercially uh, available educational apps for young children uh, that are categorized as math are not necessarily reflective of best practices in app content and design. Now, can math apps add value to young children's learning, and most apps did not comprehensively capture all areas of mathematical development, nor did they adequately include features of personalization, such as explanatory feedback and um, programmatic personalization, which this research has shown maximizes children's outcomes in app-based learning. So uh, in between saying those are the most important features. And this demonstrates the limited options for identifying high-quality math apps currently available for parents and teachers and highlights the need to improve the meaningful categorization of these uh, educational apps on the App Store to facilitate parent and teacher choice. End quote. Okay. So the main point I find here is the lack of useful feedback in the apps. No. Some... Um when you make a mistake or you don't know how it works uh, or answer something incorrectly, they just do a buzzing um, ugly sound um, or or sign and and that doesn't help much. The best apps have, like they said, a good explanation at the start what you're supposed to do. then very good feedback about... Uh, difficulties that the children encounter and, last but not least, a rewarding approach. So the kids need to see something nice, happy, uh, some... Um,
0: Stars, bells. <laughs> yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, it needs to be... Uh, there needs to be some fun um, and happy feelings. Okay. Otherwise they don't keep playing it.
0: Right. Okay. Okay, well, it's not easy, and then there is just a whole barrage of these uh, apps, so it uh, it takes a little bit of uh, sleuthing to find the uh, the uh, the right ones.
1: Absolutely, so any teacher or tutor, um, also parents, who select these apps should take the effort to try it out themselves, because they, they must have kind of a Broad idea of what their student right. is able to do right. if this is if the level is um appropriate, and also if the program adjusts the level if it's right. a little bit on makes the a too mistake hard side. and makes a mistakes and then see what
0: right. the what the app does. And if it says well, that's not good enough,
1: no, know? no. And also, if, if the student makes a mistake, right. is a similar or the same question coming up later so that he has a second Hesitation choice and try. after yeah. the learning. Yeah to do it correctly. We
0: need to go in app development. It's clear. <laughs> it's clear, Dr. Schroeder. Now the next link is about parental involvement in math. How's that? I thought that was outsourced to the teacher at school? Or tutors? Yeah, yes <laughs> and no. Yes and no.
1: Okay, there's, there's mixed messages. Parents need
0: to be parents. Tutors need to be tutors. Isn't right. that the deal?
1: <laughs> right. This is from um, SRCD, the Society for Research in Child Development. And what they say is that working with a child who has a learning disability always needs to be a team effort. And we totally agree. Um, There are many people involved from the educational diagnostician and the school counselor to the teacher and other uh, members of the uh, ARD committee. And uh, they all have their uh, say and their input. And then Obviously, also the parents and the tutor. Yes,
0: and the teacher. Absolutely, the teacher. whole yes. the
1: whole series.
0: It's a whole line of people.
1: Yes. Now, about the involvement from parents, that needs to be guided and regulated, as you want them to support the work with the child and not. Uh, become an obstacle. Actually, <laughs> yeah,
0: they need to know what the role is exactly.
1: Yeah, but because they they might just give them the answers, right, or let them off the hook with an assignment, right.
0: But that's very well meant, of course.
1: By those uh, ob- parents, obviously, right? it's always it, it totally help. well meant, um, but it's just not not very helpful. Now, this particular link warns about parents who get involved who do not have a lot of math knowledge or. No confidence in their own math skills, and that is contagious. That um, sparks un, um, unhappy feelings about math uh, with the, the children.
0: Okay, so you would say those parents better the, not get involved,
1: or yeah, limit their or involvement. they need to have a little bit of explanation themselves, right? So, research has shown that this can actually, like I said, work negatively on the child's performance. Okay. So, and surprisingly, uh, the more educated the parents were, the less actively positive their involvement uh, may be in the homework. Uh, And it might be that they feel a higher pressure for their children to to do well in math, and also that pressure is Um, transferring
0: to to the students,
1: that's also not not good. So yes, it's a team effort, but when the tutor is the, the coach, they need to carefully weigh who they will involve in the action and who may actually sit this one out.
0: Very good, very good. Now our next link is about an IEP with the child as central point. Isn't that always the intention?
1: Yeah, it, in, in my view it has always Otherwise been the Otherwise you attention. wouldn't have an IEP, right? But um, <laughs> the, um, the reality is that uh, most sessions um, happen where all the participants talk about you without you.
0: <laughs> Indeed. So
1: the tendency is now to change that a bit and try to get uh, the child or the student involved also. In IEP meetings well, I have to say, and, and we have experienced them uh, ourselves several times, there is a lot of bureaucracy and, and lingo that might be confusing. And some school districts have even developed software where the counsellor can tick the boxes and a full IEP rolls off the printer, um, even sometimes before. Uh, the whole discussion has right. been done same which is clearly yeah. not what was intended but it remains a delicate task with lots of players who all basically want the same they have the same intention sure. the best for the student but we need to be uh, fair they all have their limitation the parents have their expectations but they are. Uh, maybe limited in time or or in content that needs to be taught. The teacher has to deal with a whole classroom of children with many different yeah. many different needs. The school has a budget to worry about, and and um, don't forget the schedule. It has to be fitted together. So the whole thing is not easy. And uh, student centred IP meetings can be held. Um, what they say here, and and I totally agree, at any developmental level. And the example is about a third grader who can come in the meeting, tell what is easy for her and what is difficult for her. And uh, just hearing that can help the participants of the ARD meeting. Also, it gets a buy-in
0: from the student. uh, And
1: definitely, because after the meeting, if they have not been sitting in uh, for the whole meeting, which you obviously will do with older uh, students, um, you can talk with your younger students about the proposal after the meeting and and discuss the implementation so that they're really part of the process. And um, It's up to the district, obviously, the the leadership in the district to determine if student involvement in the IP meeting is developmentally appropriate. So if the student doesn't attend, they can still be involved uh, or maybe write something in the chance and and share that. Okay, Uh, good initiative. Absolutely. absolutely. So there are are many really useful tips here. It's uh, from the Atlas organization special education logs.
0: Very good. Our next link is about helping your child uh, counting. is that something that comes natural that, that Yeah we wish that? we
1: wish <laughs>
0: Oh I thought.
1: Um, <laughs> this is from uh, from the BBC Tiny Happy People And and yes, I I, I do agree with you. Uh, A lot of people think that counting is just like one, two, three. And when you can say the counting words, everything is is done. Uh, But there is so much more that happens when you learn to count. Just like you help your preschooler with reading and language, you can also help them with counting skills. And I would suggest having fun with it. Make it a natural part of your day. From counting the number of jumps your child can do to playing easy uh, board games. Now, the link on the website uh, goes to a video that um, also has some great ideas and examples. I have to say, actually, that this video is not available um, in every location, but uh, you can read the the transcript. Everything is um, completely scripted.
0: Good. Good. Well, that brings us to our last link and that is that puzzling title that I already mentioned, Shake a Stick at Times Tables." What is that all
1: about? Yeah. Now, um, time stables are hard. Yes. And in particular for children with dyscalculia. And there are many ways and many websites with options to learn them from songs to poetry to jumping and learning and... There are, there are many options. And this one comes from the UK. It's a new approach to learn timetables. Okay. And what they do is they have a, um, a long stick and magnetic number cards uh, for each multiplication table that you can stick on there. And okay. what they do is not just in order, one times seven, two times seven, 3 times 7, 4 times 7, but uh, a little bit like um, uh, they use the doubles, the 5 times and the 10 times, a bit like uh, we do in our multiplication system that we have in our um, dyscalculia tutor course. But here, they are a little bit more uh, challenging because they go all the way till 12 times the multiplication table. Okay. But um, not in order, but they talk about the connections within these timetables. And I feel that is absolutely um, a good thing. Um, and then
0: the to stick do. is to get it all aligned and right, show them right, the Right, right, and the, it must be large enough so that the right. kids can
1: see it also right. uh, from the back in the class. And uh, kids actually love working with... Um, Magnetic material, so they can stick the cards there uh, in the right uh, place. Um, it sounds lovely. It's a very nice idea. It's a good good idea. And they also uh, they have a YouTube channel to support the method, so you can see okay. how it works.
0: So you can see the stick and how yeah. to do it.
1: So when you have tried many methods, um, <laughs> shake a stick. It's, I,
0: yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> Here's just an extra one to uh, to try.
0: Good. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Schroeder, for stepping in and, and helping us out. Always lovely to hear your explanations. Dr. Surder, the founder of Disco Services, but realistically, she is so involved in, in the training that she has. She communicates with her students. She helps them. Uh, she gives the uh, examination. She gives them feedback. She helps them along when they start tutoring their own children. You need to become part of that tribe. Become an independent DiscoCulia tutor. You can do it. All the information is at DiscoCuliaTutorTraining.org. DiscoCulia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoCuliaHead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCulia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage.